Welcome to Laying the Leadership Foundation podcast, where Stephanie and I discuss how we are building a leadership development program and hear from guests on their experiences. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Laying the Leadership Foundation podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Poole, and this week, Stephanie and I are joined by a special guest, Ben Wilson of Kansas. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Ben. Yeah, happy to be here. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, so Ben is the Director of Student Athlete Development at Kansas. So Ben, could you just give us a little bit of your background, how you got to your your position now? Sure, so uh, I was actually a former athlete at the University of Kansas. I ran cross country and track and field here. Uh, I changed majors three different times in college, kind of trying to find what niche would would fit best for me. Uh, I kind of landed in sport management knowing I wanted to stay in athletics. Um, Hindsight, I wish I would have had a different degree uh, I don't know how much sport management actually helped me to get to this point, uh, but I was able then to uh, stay connected through our uh, K Club, which is our former athlete alumni association group. Um, I had an internship with them in grad school as I think my master's, and that uh, used to be housed in our student athlete development department. Um, so that kind of got me to know the people who ran our student athlete development department through my internship. And I was able enough to kind of secure a position after I graduated with my master's here uh, at KU. So I've been full-time uh, since 2015 in the role of uh, Director of Student Athlete Development. Um, that's kind of, my role has kind of shifted. Um, I started out our Student Athlete Advisor Committee um, for a year or so, and then I switched more to our career services. Uh, so I am kind of the uh, person in charge in the athletic department that kind of handles every career service event or professional development event uh, that we put on for our Student Athlete de- uh, Development Group. Awesome. Uh, and then we're also George, or joined by George, is it Vijet? Yes. Also, yes. I just wanted to make sure we got that right. Um, yeah. And you've been um, at Kansas, I think, since roughly 2019, and your role is the Director of Student Athlete Development and Leadership and Outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, talk to us a little bit about your background, how you ended up at Kansas, and uh, what you do at Kansas as well. Oh, okay. Um, I have a little bit different path than Ben did. Um I am a graduate of Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, I went to grad school at Belmont University. And so my path kind of got started kind of in an untraditional way. Um, I went into Belmont to get my degree in sport administration. And uh, part of the requirement for that program is that you had to get an internship. So at the time, I didn't know what to do. Um, Ended up uh, going into marketing and doing an internship with them, I was literally the, the person that threw out t-shirts at games. So, um, you know, you know, uh, I always get a kick out of it. You know, you got to get your start somewhere. And so uh, with that, once that internship was done, that was only for the football season, uh, a compliance position that was formerly an internship came open. And I had a good rapport with uh, Candace Lee, who is now the uh, athletic director at Vanderbilt and she uh she brought me in to to do compliance so I didn't actually start out in student athlete development um but I ended up shifting over uh once I realized that I really had a passion for it and so I left Vanderbilt to go to North Carolina Central University where I was there to help start a summer bridge program um, and run all life skills programming there and then in 2019 uh, 
I found that there was an opening at, at KU and you know, I couldn't turn that down. And so I then shifted over to KU where uh, my roles and responsibilities include uh, being uh, overall leadership uh, programming and outreach. So any type of community service. So I'm also the advisor for SAC and for our, our student athlete group of color known as RISE. Awesome. Well, I won't hold the Belmont thing against you since I am a Murray State grad and uh, <laughs> we've had some really fantastic meetings in the NCAA or in the uh, OVC tournament over the past couple of years. But correct, uh, correct. So uh, I like that one slide. So, uh, well, you guys have the better NBA talent. So, uh, I mean, I will say Jaws up there and we've had a couple other good point guards come out, but uh, some of the, I can't tell you how many times I've been pacing around. Uh, the living room watching some of those OVC tournament games and uh, you guys just consistently beating us on that backdoor cut. Right, right. Right, so could you guys kind of talk to us about how Kansas uh, leadership programming is currently uh, formatted or organized? I know, Ben, we were in a group together um, earlier in law uh, when we interviewed Taylor Onion as the alum. And I believe during that time you told us that each staff member is kind of assigned as a leadership mentor. So could you talk to us a little bit about how that works at Kansas currently? Sure, uh, I can jump in. And George, feel free to throw anything as well. Uh, so our, we have a freshman leadership program um, or academy, I guess you'd call it where each of our um, full-time and GAs is assigned uh, a different number of student athletes. Uh, typically, we try and keep uh, a student, it's like a specific sport. So for example, men's golf, uh, I would handle all men's golf freshmen um, and also men's cross country and uh, women's cross country, uh, track and field, you know, so we kind of split out those sports to, between, there's seven of us, I think, top of my head. We used to have eight, uh, depending on how many GAs we have in a, in a year. Uh, so each staff member has usually about, 15 to 20 student athletes um, amongst the 17 sports here we sponsor. Um, just to, to, to also tie that into, we kind of split them up so it's not like you have them all at once. Um, they're broken down into different segments. So uh, with the fall sports, you're probably not going to see them until the spring. Uh, and then you might see a few of the winter sports uh, kind of here and there when the, the time permits, um, either before uh, they get into their season or when their season ends. Uh, and then additionally with that, uh, they are they're kind of shifted into 30 minute individual sessions. And I think that's key because we we really do focus on the relationships so that it's not just a class, everybody just shows up and then they go on. We want to really make connections and to help them uh, really absorb all the information that we're giving them. I think George hit on a really key point is that um, we believe that leadership is individual. Everyone has their own individual leadership style. Everyone learns their own individual way. Uh, so it's crucial that we're able to have these leadership meetings in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Uh, so that gives the mentor an opportunity to really learn about the student athlete, how they learn, what their style is, you know, what they view as leadership and how they can really take that to their team. Um, when this program was developed maybe nine, 10 years ago, that was one of the, I think the key aspects uh, of the people who originally developed it was that uh, they believe in individual leadership. 
So you guys have this program currently in place, I guess, what stood out to you guys um, in terms of wanting to apply for the NCAA uh, Leadership Academy workshop? And uh, I guess, what did you guys get out of that first module that we had that you either have started to implement or are you looking forward to implement? I think I can answer that one. Um, I'm sorry, Ben, that I, that I, I roped you into this um, and all the work that we have to do for law. Um, I, I think I had a different perspective because I wasn't, uh, I was the outsider coming into the department. And so uh, when you, when you see things, you know, um, I, I think it just makes it a, a little bit more, um, well, a little easier to, to say like, okay, this is what I see from my point of view, because I haven't been, you know, close up and everything. And so one thing that I saw was, while we have, you know, a great freshman leadership academy, uh, we also have another program, which is the Emerging Leaders uh, Retreat, which we 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 take select students and we teach them um, about leadership on a, a weekend and try to get them immersed in the experience. And then, of course, we have SAC and, and Rise. There was a gap that was there um, if you weren't selected to go on the Emerging Leaders Retreat. And after your freshman year, after the Freshman Leadership Academy, there weren't concrete opportunities that everybody could have a chance to participate in. And so uh, that's why, you know, I felt like law was really like something that everybody needed to do. Because again, it's a lot of students that, you know, let, let's say you're a student that transfers in um, and you're a junior. Um, we didn't have anything specific if they did not join SAC or they didn't participate in, in Ben's um, career development, uh, professional development type of workshops. Um, and so, again, you know, just to kind of close that gap and, you know, make sure that we didn't have any leaders fall through the cracks, per se, um, that were not selected to be a part of SAC or didn't get a chance to be selected by their team to be a leader. I mean, like, we have teams that have you know, like football, they have over 100 plus people. We have rowing that has over 50 plus. And so when you only have select few that can get selected to different things, we wanted to, we wanted to be impactful in, in a different way. And so a lot of the stuff we were kind of using right now um, in just uh, preparing for the future. Um, again, you know, everything that we're doing on this part, it just helps us implement for the future. So we haven't necessarily going ahead and put everything in yet, but I think that's coming. Yeah, and as, I think as George said, you know, we have a solid framework with the different aspects we already have. Uh, it's just looking to, you know, fill up those plugs and, you know, try to be more inclusive as well with uh, the opportunities for our student athletes. So it sounds like, Ben, you got roped in by George. I, I, I did. Uh, yeah, this fall, George uh, came to me with uh, the kind of program and and asked if I'd be his partner. And, you know, I, I said, sure, I think it's a great opportunity to just to learn. And um, I haven't had the opportunity to do much stuff with the NCAA to this point. Uh, so I, I viewed it as, uh, you know, a new experience, something that, you know, might as well, might as well give it a shot. Absolutely. And I'm sure you're thanking George so much for all this extra work. <laughs> but <laughs> Those three hour Thursdays, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what would you guys say, well, we've had to go through a lot with law, even in just this first module. So what are your thoughts overall on that module? And then kind of going into 
this middle part of between module one and two, we had that ice tank challenge. So how did you use things from module one uh, to complete that ice tank challenge? I, I, I joke with Ben a lot. Um, I said, you know, being in law is like going for your doctorate. Like it's like a dissertation almost every time we have work to do, at least in module one. Um, and then in particular doing our Oh, did we lose you there, George? I think it was, oh, there you are. Oh, he's back. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I really think that this is something that is useful, not just for right now, but, you know, we all have the chance to run our own departments um, because this isn't necessarily specific to a school. We're learning information that can help us long term. And it's funny, like, uh, you know, again, we already had a freshman leadership academy, but uh, it helps you think on what the process is and and what that went to um, being developed. And then right now, um, and again, what would you change if you had full autonomy to change it? And so it gives you a blank slate in which you can paint your own masterpiece. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that just because in college athletics, leadership changes. Um, so just like our NRI tank challenge when, you know, tons of those cases were about a new AD has a new idea or, uh, you know, you've been tasked with creating this program. Uh, I think for us, it gives us more of that template for a good way to structure it, whether it be the logic models or, you know, just those uh, leadership competencies to look at that we want to include and inclusivity, all that kind of stuff that we went over, in, you know, that first module, I think will definitely come into play when we're looking at, okay, how do we build something new, right? Because what we hope to build will be, will be something new to our program. And yeah, and yeah, if we have a change in leadership or if we take other jobs, you know, having this in your back pockets, it's will be very helpful for your student athletes. Yeah, so we're recording this on February 10th. So we've only been through one, week one of module two. Um, if I'm remembering that correctly, or have we been through two weeks? I think this, this will be week two. I, th I think we've been through two weeks, week yeah. So say everything's starting to run together with all this. So no, this will be week three. This will be week yeah. three. Okay, so we've been through two weeks of uh, the second module, I guess. What have you guys gotten out of that? I know it's been a little bit different or quite a bit different um, than the first module was. Is the first week of this one was Ice Tank Challenge, uh, and that was the big focus for um, the week. And then last week, um, we really talked to pretty much the entire time about core values and. Uh, mission statements and things similar to that. So I guess, what have you guys taken away from that second, uh, the first two weeks of the second module? Then I'll let you go first on this one. Sure. I'm kind of sure. thinking about it. So I've actually enjoyed these two weeks more, I think, than the first module. Um, so is, like the nitty gritty of like having a mission statement and vision statement and uh, you know, logic models and leadership competencies, I, that, that's, that's all fine, but I've enjoyed more talking about, you know, what core values are, why it's important. Um, and it just seemed to me to be more implementation based uh, and more content based, which that's more what I'm interested in is, is figuring out, okay, what is actually content that's deliverable to our students? Um, just because we already have a framework and a, and a I mean, our, our department, which, so it's called KU Leads. We actually even branded uh, 
we have mission statements and we have vision statements and we have all that kind of stuff already in place. Uh, and so for me, I'm just more interested in more the content side about what can we actually deliver to our student athletes that will be impactful. So things like core values to me, uh, which I believe are some of the most important things you can have uh, is what I've, I've really enjoyed about last week. I mean, I, I definitely would have to agree with that. Um, I think more so like I keep coming back to the fact that we are, I guess, you know, in a way, guinea pigs, you know, this, this program was meant to be, you know, in person over, you know, course of a few, I mean, I think over the course of a year where we learn different things, but you get all this stuff like in like three day spans. So it's meant for you to learn, kind of do your project on the spot, not all the, the more intensive things that we have to do on our own. And so I think the NCAA is adjusting with us, but I think it's a, it's a happy surprise because the more work you put into it, the more you, the more you invest, the more you're going to get out of it. And so with uh, everything that's been given to us, particularly, particularly uh, like Ben said in the last two weeks, um, we've been able to be hands-on and really attack the information. And again, this is, they stopped throwing so much at us so that we can actually really focus on what they've given and give the best product uh, I think possible. I think one aspect I liked about the ice tank town specifically is you get to see how other people in your field think about problems um, and you can learn from them, which I think it's cool just to see the different ways that they presented it and different challenges they were you know, faced with and they came up with creative solutions and ideas, um, at least the groups I was able to, to watch. So I, I thought that was really cool. I took notes on all of that. So that way, if you know, we face a similar problem, you know, we, we have uh, a way that you know, I've seen at least theoretically accomplished or done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we even uh, took some questions that other schools had used within their ice tank challenge as part of like their their mock needs assessment and put it into our actual needs assessment. So getting all those ideas from other people, other minds was incredibly helpful to us. And George, I, I don't know how former years have done it in a three-day span. I think my mind would have exploded with all the stuff that we're working on and we're doing this, you know, week by week over the course of like nine months or so. So I'm kind of glad we're the guinea pigs of this version and not the compressed three-day, here's everything, now go version of law. No, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do other programming at the NCAA. So I've seen that model up close and personal mm -hmm. where you, you're getting bombarded with information over a three-day span. And by the time you leave, you know, it's like words are coming out of your ears. And so this format does allow you to break it down and process it a little bit more. And so I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative, of it. appreciative of it now more um, in that aspect, as opposed to like, hey, I get to be an indie at the NCAA office, which is nice, but it, it's, it's more important to get the information so that you can be better. Do you, think, do you think the program could stay this way or do you think it'd be beneficial for um, the participants to stay in this virtual route? I mean, I, I, ironically, I think it would actually be better as a hybrid where you do some in-person things because I mean, I mean, there are times where we're sitting there for three hours and we're talking back and forth, 
and you don't get to have the interaction. Like I've learned that we, I, I think I get more out of it when we break off into the, the smaller groups and have conversations with each other, um, which you would do, you know, more so in person as opposed to, um, you know, just sitting back and having the instructors talk to us the entire time. Yeah, yeah I, I think I would. That. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good, Stephanie. I was just going to add on. I think that uh, it's also hard to balance what we're currently doing, like here on campus and like what we're supposed to be doing in our everyday job that we're, we're paid for with uh, all the stuff we're getting for law. And so I, I see you know, the benefit of maybe, okay, this, these are my three or four days where I'm going up to Indianapolis and I'm committing solely to that and I can shut off, you know, the things I'm trying to balance on campus. Yeah, that, Ben, that's a great point because I, I really think about this, like literally, you know, I think the first couple of sessions, it was like getting completely off of work and, you know, making sure that you're shutting down your work mode and then going right into law. It, it's a little bit more, I won't say difficult, but it's just different in the fact that you still might be dealing with work stuff right there in the moment, right? Where you're in Indy, all you have to do is focus on that information. Those are really good points. And I think with the time difference from where you guys are, law starts at like four o'clock your time, doesn't it? So it's five. Yeah. So we, us over here in Massachusetts get a little bit more of a break before we have to switch into law mode and you guys are just like right on it. Clock in, clock out, basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so a huge thing that we talked about in uh, law module one and kind of in that in-between space as well was the formation group for this. So I'm curious how you guys over at Kansas are doing it since you already have such a, a framework built into the university. Are you creating that formation group? Are you bypassing it? What are, um, if you're creating it, have there been any difficulties with that? How the, how has the formation group gone? Well, honestly, I think it's, we already had our, our partners who have invested into um, our program as it's as itself and so you know again i think it's trying to incorporate um other partners that are you know to reinforce that fact that <clears throat> again like we need all hands on deck to make this happen so you you say that you're going to invest in us you know you know make sure that you know you're back in the words so you know again we have our own we're unique in the fact that we have our own student athlete uh development department solely a lot of schools you know they're they're under other umbrellas but we do work with academics we do work with compliance we do work with um um we do work with our uh, uh education fund which does fundraising so we work with all these entities already i think it's just reinforcing that fact yeah i think i think to me it would be we almost it's like we come up with what we want to do and then we go to those partners and see if they can poke holes in it or, or if they have different suggestions or different things that they think uh, our students need. And so even uh, our, our wellness coordinator, uh, Christy Bomchen, who is new to campus maybe two years ago, year and a half, um, she's someone who we've relied on more because she's really hearing from student athletes that, you know, from a wellness standpoint um, and a mental health standpoint, you know, sh she's on the, the front line and kind of knows what our student athletes are facing on a daily basis. So she's someone that I envision us incorporating as well. Uh, um, 
along with obviously all of our full-time staff in our student athlete development department. Yeah, and George, you and I had the opportunity to be in uh, a breakout session this past week. Uh, I know you and Nick Saylor from Providence and Jim Cunningham a little bit from Providence as well. Uh, we're all talking about um, how every once in a while you feel like you have too many cooks in the kitchen with mm -hmm. your formation group. Um, I guess talk us through a little bit, if you're okay with sharing, um, about what you think some of those obstacles are uh, and what you guys are looking to do to help, I guess, uh, make sure the final product tastes um, as good as it can with that many chefs. Well, I think it's interesting. You know, I think people who are involved in and working with student athletes all want to help them to the best way, of, you know, to the best of their abilities. And so everybody has ideas, but they're also sometimes clueless in how to implement those ideas. So again, we take suggestions for our outside entities. Um, and they'll kind of like with, you know, if you're cooking on your own, like you might have all of these different seasons around, but not every seasoning is going to taste right. So you can say like, hmm, maybe I'll add that later on, but that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to add it, but you take it into consideration. And so I think Leeds does a good job of talking with each other first before anything goes down, uh, working as, you know, one team together to make sure that the best possible scenario can come, come out of it. Um, and, and so, uh, with our, we have weekly meetings and so we invite other entities to our meetings to say their piece, say what's going on in their shops to kind of add to it. And then we take into consideration what we're going to use overall. So I hope that this is answering your question, but I, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. I mean, I think it answers it as well as you can, given the situation. I mean, Anytime you have that many people wanting to put in feedback or give their thoughts, I mean, there's obviously going to have to be sacrifices at some point in time. Um, but ultimately, I mean, if the final goal is to make the product the best it can be, then uh, as long as everyone's working together and no one's upset about uh, not taking their idea or um, whatever it is, then I think that's really what the biggest um, and best outcome is. Just to, to segue off of that or to piggyback really more than anything, um, you're not allowed to have ego in this business. If, you're, if your main concern is about helping student athletes be better and growing, you can't have an ego. You have to understand that wherever it comes from, the best idea to help student athletes, if it's out there, you gotta use it, whether it's your idea or someone else's. And so again, uh, having you know the, the autonomy to be able to take that in, I think can go a long way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the best idea is the best idea. And you need to, if you're struggling with that, you need to look at your why, right? And our why is, is helping student athletes, helping, you know, I mean, the college age is such an awesome time in your life when you really figure out who you are and what you want to do and want to be. Um, and so, you know, that's part of our role is, is helping these student athletes uh, achieve whatever they value for success. And so um, you can't have an ego like George said. Thanks. So I want to go off topic just a little bit here. Um, but George, you have had a pretty interesting background. So you said you, you majored with sport admin, you started in compliance, and now you're in uh, student athlete development and leadership. But you're also kind of the go to guy for graphics in N4A, which for those who are listening yeah. and don't know, is the National Association of Academic and Student Athlete Development Professionals. So how 
Did you get into that end of it with these amazing graphics, by the way? I love seeing what you produce. Uh, so was is that like a hobby for you to learn that stuff or how did it come about? Um, yeah, I guess in a, in a sense, yeah, it started out as a hobby. Again, this is really going to totally date myself, but hey, we, we got to put it out there. So I, I, I initially learned uh, how to even use Photoshop when I was trying to update my MySpace page. So <laughs> throwing that out there. That's um, MySpace. Yes, yes. Um, and so I, I, I would, I, I've always had like a love of art, a love of creating things. And then I realized um, how could I incorporate that into what I do on the daily. And so again, starting out in compliance, nobody ever wants to come to the compliance office. Um, I, I, I always tell people compliance is like human resources. You're either in there to fill out paperwork, um, you're in trouble or you're leaving the university. Uh, and so, again, you know, we wanted to have a different outlook on how people perceive the compliance office. So I wanted to integrate that type of feeling in, in, in the work that I did. And so, oh, I'm just looking at this. Oh, this is like, like this is for compliance. OK, this is great. And so that also has helped in transitioning that over to student ethic development, because we all know that you only have 10 seconds to grab a student athlete's attention. And so what better way to have something that can be engaging and something that can process very quickly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I literally got into that off of social media. So, yeah. Man, I did not think I would hear the word MySpace come up in this, mm -hmm. in this mm -hmm. uh, podcast recording. So uh, props to you on that one. So um, as we begin to wrap up, um, there's one question that we started asking people who have started to come on. Um, and it's one, or as you guys are implementing your program, what is one obstacle that you guys are excited to overcome? And it could be one answer for each of y'all, or it can be a combined answer. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just curious to see what you guys say. This is thought provoking. This is, this is a good, this is a good question, Thomas. I might take me one more second. Yeah, no worries. I mean, Thank it's you. one of those questions I think the two of us think about all the time is, okay, well, what's our next step on implementation? What's going to be our obstacle? How do we face it? So I'm just curious to hear what you guys have. Obviously, uh, you guys at Kansas and being at us being at AIC, I mean, there's two completely different worlds there. Uh, you guys as a Power 5 school, us as a D2, um, different in funding, different in pretty much every single way, except for that we both have student athletes. Um, so I guess we want to see what you guys are having to overcome, um, at the same time, see if there's something with that we're overlooking, um, at the same time. Well, I, I think one thing is we have a unique situation right now where we are rarely all in the office at the same time, uh, mainly because, um, we rotate, uh, we have, um, uh, we basically, each person has a week where they run the office and then the GA sprinkle in throughout the week. And so um, that's that's one kind of, yes, you can do stuff via uh, uh, remotely, like online and, and things of that nature, but trying to navigate that, you know, in this space is interesting. Uh, also dealing with, you know, any type of I think we lost you there again. George sick they're not allowed to, to, to I, I think that is always a constant thing 
and then just realizing we have our own work to do outside of law. So, you know, making sure that that is all implemented as well. So I think uh, one thing as, as well for me personally, I think it's overcoming the imposter syndrome, which is something we've, I know we talk a lot about in law is, is that, you know, believing in yourself that you can and will create something impactful and powerful and was relevant to student athletes. Um, I think that's, I, maybe that's just my own insecurities, but I think that's something that I, I view in myself that sometimes I am hesitant to try something new, develop something new, just because I don't know how it will work out. Will the student athlete be responsive to it? Um, I mean, so, I mean, I, I have my things I do in my, in my job that, you know, I know they work and I, I know they work well. And so I, I tend to stick with those. And so I think a challenge for me personally will be, okay, let's develop something new. Let's get creative. Um, let's think outside the box, uh, something where I'm much probably more comfortable inside the box, uh, in terms of, you know, staying with that status quo. Yeah. And I completely relate to you in that imposter syndrome. Um, not only in the role that I have in communications, but also I think um, in this law session as well, because I'm not the traditional student athlete development. Uh, I mean, I'm in communications nitty gritty stuff. So I definitely feel you there, um, but it's definitely something I've been working to overcome. And uh, I appreciate uh, Stephanie helping me through some of these things, even if she doesn't know directly that she's having an outcome and influence on that. But uh, with you guys as well, always talking about it and uh, definitely being vulnerable and let me know I'm not alone in that type of mindset. And I think it's, sorry, this is a random, but uh, for name, image, likeness, which is coming down the, the pike, um, I think communications and student athlete development will have to be more in lockstep um, because obviously communications people, they know how to work social media. They know how uh, all the data behind posts and the, all the stuff you're doing online uh, even have access to photos of that student athletes want to post. And I think, especially for, you know, those students who want to monetize their image. I mean, it's going to be huge to see what this does to our industry. And I think uh, it's going to create more collaboration, I think, with people that work directly with students and some of those external more facing departments like good communications or, a, you know, a, for us, it's rock chalk videos, um, an example of what we do. So I think that'll interesting as well to see how name image likeness shakes up our athletic department oh i completely agree and i can only imagine how many more staff members um universities especially at the power for power five level they're going to have to start in uh having on with all these different teams especially looking at you guys in kansas men's basketball i know historically that's a huge one and you guys get lots of the top recruits so that's definitely going to be a uh interesting point but um, I know that's a whole other topic for a whole other day, uh, but I would like to pick your, your uh, y'all's brains on that as well at some point, just from a different viewpoint. But um, we know uh, you guys have other stuff to do and we're uh, at the end of our time. So we'll wrap up here and we just want to say thank you to Ben and George uh, for hopping on with us this week. And uh, I'm excited to learn from you and excited to see what happens in the rest of our law program and moving forward. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. It's been awesome to get to know you guys. Yeah. Well, same for coming, guys. We'll see you tomorrow night. Yes, we will. Yeah. And uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, be sure to join us next week as we will have Shelby McKay and Derek Mitchell from Washington State joining us. So uh, we're excited for those two. But once again, uh, thanks to George and Ben from Kansas. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Rock. Chuck.
Watch out. Thanks for joining us this week on Lane the Leadership Foundation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and review this podcast wherever you listen. If you found value in this podcast, do us a favor and share this episode with someone else. As always, keep laying the foundation.